time to take the next step with Looney Libis. This week I'm in Nairobi, Kenya with two graduates from Fledge. And coincidentally, they're two graduates from the same Fledge. I think that was Fledge 9? Fledge 9, yeah. Fledge 9. So sitting on my left here is... So um, my name is Brian, Brian Pitti. I, I run a renewable energy company known as Zijani that converts uh, used cooking oil into biodiesel. Okay, and sitting on my right is... Peter Gaberu. I'm the business development manager for Golden Cut. We are growers and exporters of horticultural crops, fresh vegetables from Rwanda. All right, so we had two completely different kinds of companies here. Uh, one we'd call clean tech, right, making uh, renewable energy. Uh, one feeding the planet. And what they have in common besides being both a fledge is they both have companies that are about three, four years old now? Sure thing. Yeah. yeah. And how easy is that? So, Brian, <laughs> Brian, you know, all, all, all you know, uh, roses and champagne at this point? No, not really. <laughs> not really. Is um, You get a lot of your brow up. It's a learning curve. A deep learning curve. What um, entrepreneurs don't don't tell you the no one shows you the kitchen everyone <laughs> shows you the the waiting tables and when the food has come out but if you go into the kitchen that's when you realize they, there's a rat in the corner there's, there's a lot that needs to be cleaned out especially doing something that is new in the country and in the region um, and so you're the you're the only producer of biodiesel in Kenya still we, or just the first Right now, we'll be the first and licensed and largest uh, biodiesel processing company. Okay, and you were the first licensed yes. used oil collector in, yes. in the city? Yes, so we were first licensed and, uh, by the National Environment Management Authority so as to dispose used cooking oil to the, from the hotels to prevent them from pouring it down. The okay, and give me an example, um, when you say kitchen and whatnot, what's something that goes wrong? You expect to be paid immediately, it doesn't happen, <laughs> it doesn't happen. You are supposed to pay immediately, which at some point doesn't happen, because most of the time you don't have the money to do that. Because nobody's paid you. No, nobody has, no one has paid you yet. Um, you eat last, because after your employees and everyone, everyone else, you have to take care of them first before it comes to you. So at some point you find um, even pitching to investors, they take your face value first because they look, you, you, you've, 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 has, you've tried to get to meet them and they look at you, which car did you drive in? And there's a lot of an appearance mm -hmm. that people have. Yeah, and, and I said you have to look funded. <laughs> you right? have that to was look one, of, one of my lessons. Yeah, yeah you, have to look, you have to look funded. You have to look like you're just going into the IPO next day. <laughs> but, okay. but, the, but the reality on ground is that at, 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 at times it can be, it can be tough. And, and you, there's always unknown unknowns, yes, right? So yes, yes, uh, yes. one thing you told me this morning when you came in was you have a little bit of inventory of cooking oil at the moment. Yeah. Because there was a standard that we didn't know about for the biodiesel. And when you get to that standard, you'll be able to grow your production by, what, sixfold? Yes. So at the moment, you have a few tanks, a few, a few dozen tanks, yes. a few thousand <laughs> gallons. or how, yeah. how many liters of, of oil do you have lying around at the moment? Oh, right now, about uh, 24,000 liters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. And Peter, you, you, you're all sunshine and champagne over in Rwanda? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm laughing because uh, 
well, I'm glad that I was, if you, it was expected to happen that way, and it looks so rosy when you put it on paper, yeah. but when you come on the field, yeah. practically you find things not what you are expected. Yeah. Meaning it takes a little longer than what you had projected. It's true. You make nice projections on paper, you try to follow them to the letter, but things don't move the way you are your expectations and, are. And, and in your case, um, we've had some setbacks, like the the French beans got grown just like they should have. The sun sure sh- the sun shone correctly that sure season. Yeah. They got sorted and packaged, and everything looked great. They yes. got brought to the airport to get sent to Europe. Yes, and then they were left on the tarmac until they got ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the air and the airline charges us ahead of time for that for that service. Sure, <laughs> those are the teething challenges we normally we normally encounter, but we try to put mitigation measures in place to avoid any unexpected surprises. Sure, mm-hmm. but but despite that, we have had things like that happen between Rwanda and Europe a few times. Oh, of course, with, yes, with a few um, products, and the, it just be clear the. We're supposed to have a third entrepreneur sitting here as well, a Ugandan who graduated a year before, um, so that'd be Imanu Jorwell from Jasi. Uh, and he's not here because uh, one of his competitors in a neighboring city decided to uh, kill all his little baby fish. So we just had a little setback of uh, two months production because one of his competitors decided to break the law. They caught the culprit, culprit's in jail, but we are out two months of production and now have to figure out how to make up for that. And not only that, how to not let it happen again. Yeah. Because that's not the only competitor out there. So the people who are listening to this podcast are all entrepreneurs. So what advice do you have to them to get all the way to where you are, which is still enjoying entrepreneurship? Yes? Sure thing. Yeah, sure. okay. Still a few years away from success. But how do you, what do you suggest to them to get this far? My, my, good question. My, my, my suggestion is two things. One, you should have a passion. Of, you should, as an entrepreneur, you should have a passion of what you're doing. Mm. And when you have the passion, does no matter what circumstances, whatever weather variations, mm. you will still have, try to do things perfectly well the way you know best can happen. Number two, you should endeavor to work hard towards your goals and objectives. Don't give up. Don't shy away. In respect of the competition, in respect of the challenges that come your way, just come with plan B, plan C, and plan D all the way until you achieve your objectives and your goals. Okay, thanks. How about you, Brian? Don't forget to ask for help because only a crying child will be attended to by the mother if, if the cry is hard. So don't forget to ask for help. Um, there are instances where things, yes, do go bad, and they go very bad, and we, at times we may shy away to, because of embarrassments and because of situations. But I think the best thing is just come out and, and talk about it, because it helps. And you never know, maybe help is, help. you might just write, be talking right to the help that will come and help you along the way. And then... Um, and so you, you applied to Fledge. Um, you're the record holder at the moment. Four <laughs> times before we let you in. Yeah. Um, where, else did you, where else did you look for help? Well, I've, I've looked for help in um, the government agencies. Okay. Government agencies. I've, I've, I've gone, to, gone there for help um, a number of times. I was given an incubation contract. And then I was told after that to pay. 
after that. And I was wondering why I was being asked to do so. So uh, you also did work with Intellicap, which is a um, something of an investment bank. Yeah, yeah. So Intellicap, we actually presented in Suncalp last year, right. and right now we are working with also Kenya Climate Innovation Center. They've incubated us since um, January this year. Yeah, and we are working on a number of proof of proof of concept um, funds that will really help us in. And you both uh, applied to some business plan competitions as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. 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 yes? Yes, I applied in Intel Cup. That was about two years ago. And that's where that's actually where I met you. Yeah, that's where right. I met. That's on Cup two years yes. ago. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I met uh, four investors. Okay. And, and, and for those of you who don't know it, so Suncalp is the second largest gathering of impact entrepreneurs and investors in the world, second only to SoCap, which is in San Francisco, is about three times bigger. Um, and if you're in Latin America, then the one you're looking for is called Flea. Um, and Sankalp also runs in India and Jakarta. And I don't know of another one in, in Eastern Asia. Anything else you want to share with them? Okay. Think big, start small, start now. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, again, I'm here in Nairobi. Uh, you'll hear from some of the people who are attending the Land Accelerator next week. And until then. 